Shigori Vashna Guru Paramparaki Jai Shri Saragari Vashna Vaskari Jai Bhūt Premanande Morning everyone Very good to be here And I was told it on our calendar, Vaishnav calendar, that today, like many days, if not all days, is a holy day. <laughs> and it uh, centers around the, is it appearance? Disappearance, the Tirubhav, the Tirubhav, the disappearance of Sri Thakur Vrindavandas. Sri Vrindamandas Thakur Ki Jai. Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat Ki Jai. Sri Narayani Devi Ki Jai. Bhut Premanande. So, some of the devotees they asked me to speak a little bit about Vrindavandas Thakur. And I cannot say that I am as well-schooled in his most uh, significant contribution, the Chaitanya Bhagwat, as I am in Krishnath Kaviraj Goswami's contribution of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, both of which are um, texts describing the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and in the context of that, his uh, philosophy, and that from different angles, um, in, in two different ways, from different sentiments that each of those great devotees, Krishna's Kaviraj and Vrindavan Das Thakur, cherish in relation to Krishna. One, Vrindavan uh, Das Sakirasa, and the other, Krishna Das Madurasa. And also, some difference in that Vrindavan book is focuses on a more general conception of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and also emphasizes considerably um, we might say more so than Chaitanya Charnamrita the, the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sri Nitai Chand and Vrindavan uh, in Krishnadasa's book tends to be more uh, esoteric. And kind of the final word on uh, what is the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. A, an idea that was distilled, if you will, uh, over time by Sri Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Sri Jiva Goswami, the, the, the older two, Rupa Sanatana, were schooled personally by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, um, prior to that, of course, this uh, Chaitanya Vaishnavism, if you will, was out and about in uh, Bengal before they began to directly participate in it. They were Vaishnavas, Rupa Sanatana, they hailed from 
a uh, very prestigious Brahminical kind of family lineage from the south, although they themselves were born in Bengal, where their uh, parents had uh, relocated to. Um, but um, while they were ministers in the in the government at the time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela was uh, bursting forth on the Ganga Delta there in Nadia. And different ideas about his divinity were circulating in the hearts, churning in the hearts of different devotees. And um, it was later then that the under the direction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that the Goswamis took the the thinking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that was out and about and accommodated that which was um, accurate and uh, dispensed with that which was inaccurate by way of being outside of the parameters of of rasatattva, hmm? outside of the parameters of what has become the Gaudiya Siddhanta that they're the authors of, really. The, the Gaudiya lineage and its spiritual conclusions, how it understands the sacred text and divine dispensation and so forth. So they... Uh, they, they they wrote then about uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching about love of of Radha and Krishna in Sanskrit. It was Krishnadas who then put it, it took it and put it back into Bengali, and it became the kind of final word, if you will, about what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, appearance, his dispensation, is uh, is all about. Hmm. And in the context of writing that, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami kind of giving it back to the people, if you will, because the common people didn't speak Sanskrit, and and uh, Bengali was a was a common, you know, uh, what do you say, a conversational language and so forth. And Mahaprabhu hailed from West Bengal, and he was a hometown hero, and so on. And so to take it from the Sanskrit, which legitimatized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance and divinity in the circles of uh, Hindu Vaishnava uh, lineages, Vaishnava uh, scholars, and so forth, um, then to take it and give it back to the people hmm, who had different ideas about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was showing himself in different ways to different devotees in Nadia. This is the work of Krishnadas Kaviraj. And in the context of doing that, he offers considerable praise to our Vrindabandas Thakur, the uh, person whose disappearance from the world, departure from the world, we're uh, speaking about today. He saw his book as uh, a little, in his humility, a little addition to things that Vrindabandas had not emphasized, something like that. It is in the kind of Vaishnav humility that Gaudiya Vaishnavism has, be, has come to be uh, to, has come to be expected of, uh, it's a kind of humility that uh, that is was mandated even by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that of the blade of grass, more humble than, and so forth. 
Vrindavan or Krishnadas Kaviraj is is uh, seems different in this regard from Vrindavan Das Thakur. Um, he is very self-deprecating in his writing, and uh, some of the things he said will 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 make you cringe to think how how he could think of himself to be so lowly like that, and the the, the type of um, comparisons that he raises um, with with himself. Uh, it's uh, it's hard to for the uh, devoted to, to bear, to hear someone so exalted to speak in that way of themselves. Of course, this is part of the experience of spiritual life. The closer the finite gets to the infinite, the more they know what it means to be finite and just how small uh, we are and so forth. But Brindabandas, on the other hand, was rather, um, appears, at least on the surface, to be uh, rather self-asserting. Hmm? in his uh, campaign for uh, Chaitanya Vaishnavism. And so that's uh, uh, an interesting point to discuss. It's said, Vaishnavera Kriyamudra Bhignena Bhujai. It is very difficult to understand a Vaishnav. What is the Vaishnav's motive? What is actually fueling their action and so forth? Just in a very basic sense, we know that Vaishnavism looks in many respects like ordinary life in as much as it is a type of yoga bhakti yoga by which uh, in which the senses and other forms of yoga are to be restricted and and uh, turned within and so forth are readily um, let loose if you will on sense objects on the natural world with a view to then engage it in the service of Bhagawan. So, uh, two people shopping, uh, if you will, one for the deity, let's say, for example, and and one for their um, own vanity, the activity looks very much similar. There's really no difference. But the motive behind it is uh, is very different. So to trace that out hmm, is... uh, is, is is difficult. And Vaishnavas, in more ways than that kind of obvious sense, they act differently sometimes, moved by um, a different current altogether. And it's said in Gita, Mahatmanastamamparta, Daivim Prakritim Ashrita. There's a type of person, Krishna says, I call him a big soul. Hmm? Maha-atma. Atma means the self, the spiritual self. Mahaatma, he said, and that person moves in a different way. Daivim prakritim ashrita, under the current of a different influence. Not under the influence of lust and greed or the influence of the modes of nature, self-centeredness and so forth. Hmm? In a different way altogether. And meeting that person is considered to be the good fortune of the jiva, of the self, the good luck. Ityadrichaya, good fortune, bhagya, lucky. It means it's something that's happening without, it's not under the influence of cause and effect. He has not sowed some karmic seed that is now chasing him down the road hmm, in the form of the reaction. He or she is not moving out of any obligation. Hmm? 
as a result of stealing now running from the police, which is basically the, the kind of exploitive life that we are implicated in by way of perceived necessities owing to bodily identification. Hmm? Free from such, the Vaishnav moves in a different way altogether under the influence of love. And so love is a giving only, so he or she is only engaged in uh, in giving, and their movements are fueled by the internal energy, daivim prakritim, ashrita. And uh, so to trace that out, this is requires a little schooling. Hmm? They may look ordinary in some ways. Uh, they're not sitting necessarily in extreme asceticism, for example, renunciation, and which looks overtly to be different and and spiritual, they can be very much involved in apparent worldly affairs, like, let's say, the printing of books, for example, that our Prabhupada was very much absorbed in. So, difficult to understand the Vaishnav, and I bring it up here in relation to Brindavan Das and Krishna Das. And, uh, 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 and an obvious humility and apparent lack of the same hmm, by uh, 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 lack of the same on the part of Vrindavan Das Thakur, who at the same time is revered by Vrindavan by, by Krishna Das in, in his, throughout his book. He gives deference to to Vrindavan uh, Das, who, who, who compiled the Chaitanya Bhagavad earlier, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, earlier, uh, historically, at, a, at an earlier time period than the writing of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Charitamrita is considered to be the kind of like the last word of our Shastra gurus. From there, we all comment on those words, hmm, for the most part. So, before we t- talk a little bit about that, the difference, the apparent lack of humility and aggressive behavior of Vrindavan Das Thakur compared to the meekness of uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj, two authors on the life and teachings of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, we should say a little something about uh, Vrindavan Das um, and how he came to write Chaitanya Bhagwat. We were discussing just the other night at Saragrahi the our, well, Ananda Ashram, we call it. It's right near Saragrahi. It's our office now for developing Saragrahi. Um, we were discussing from Srimad Bhagavat, the seventh chapter of the first canto, in which which begins with a beautiful description of Vyasa's ashram in Himalayas. Hmm? Um, situated on the western shores of the banks of the of the mythic uh, Saraswati, Brahmanadyam Saraswatyam. It's uh, I mean, it's, it mean to say by mythic I mean to say it's more than a river, hmm? it's more than water, it's uh, Brahmanadyam. Hmm? It uh, refers to the Veda itself, the sound of knowledge. Uh, it's a it's a river of wisdom, something like this. Is how his ashram is he's sitting on the western shore, or the banks of the river of wisdom, hmm? and uh, from the top on high, in the Himalayas, 
that wisdom in the, through the pen of Vyas. He's sitting to compile, I should say, to, to, he's sitting to rewrite the Srimad Bhagavatam. He's re- sitting to rewrite the Bhagavad Purana in a way that it would become entitled, uh, titled the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Uh, it's a very nice idea. <laughs> Uh, this is the culmination of Vyasa's writing. He was despondent after having written so many of the, the sacred texts, brought them to light uh, for the world in, 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 the, in the cycle of the Kali Yuga. And his, the cause of his despondency was unknown to him. So Narada appeared on the scene and his guru and told him, you haven't sufficiently talked about bhakti. Hmm. And he, that's why you're not satisfied. You have to write something. He said, Samadhi nanusmrata bhicheshtitam. You are very qualified. Enter into samadhi. Hmm? Into trance of meditation on Krishna Leela. And from that, you will become satisfied. And from that, and that will give rise to the, your final work. Hmm? And... Um, then you will have done justice to your your your, your incarnation for the which was for the cause of um, making manifest the Vedic knowledge. Bhakti, after all, is not only a kind of knowledge; it is the sum and substance of knowledge, the end of knowledge. Rajavidyam, Rajakuhyam, Pavitram, Idam, Uttamam, Pratyakshavakamam, Dharmam, Susukam, Kartam, Avayam. That's it. Madhyaji, Mamamaskuru, Mame Vaishasi Satyante, Pratijani Priyosime. Krishna says in the Gita, I'm going to give you the king of knowledge. Secret of secrets. What is it? Serve. Serve me. That's all. (laughs) What will I get out of it? More service. Is there anything else? Madhyaji, pay respect to me, <laughs> become my devotee, think of me. This is, this is the be-all and end-all. Hmm? And do that, and, and, and uh, you will come to me. I promise you that. Hmm? Because you are my very, you're very dear to me, he says to Arjuna. Hmm? So bhakti is not just a kind of knowledge. It's really this, the, 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 the end of knowledge. I've said before often that if you love someone, you know what to do. There's no extra baggage of knowledge that you're carrying that you can pull out to become popular, hmm? to showcase, and so forth. It's a kind of knowledge that that uh, has you on its agenda, something like that, serving, and 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 satisfying. The ayatma supersedity it satisfies the self hmm? because why? It satisfies the source. If we ask God for knowledge, it's one thing. For eternal life, I mean to say, that's knowledge. If we ask God for things, that's another thing. That's a very foolish thing. Hmm? And this is what most people are asking for, eternal life or things. Hmm? No thing or things. I don't want anything, but I want to live forever. Hmm? I don't want to die. Or I want things because I'm thinking by getting things, I might not die. I don't think that consciously, but practically speaking, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. 
by massing things, my position will become more secure. So these things are very um, uninteresting to Krishna, who has all things and knows all things, knows everything. But those who are interested in him and what he's about, then you can understand, he becomes very interested in them. Oh, you're interested in me and what makes me tick and so forth. This is, so this is bhakti. This is the approach of bhakti. You can understand. He very much opens himself up to such hmm? um, devotees. So, so at any rate, Vyas is penning, if you will, the Bhagwat. It's the, it's the story of Bhagwan. As I said, he already wrote it, but now after hearing from Narad, he's editing it and re, 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 redoing it. Hmm? It's, it's described like this in, in Bhagavatam. Jiva Goswami, of course, has brought that out in his Sandarbhas. Uh, and he's on high, as I say, in the Himalayas, along the bank of the Saraswati, and the Saraswati is flowing down, and it enters, as the Jalangi it's called. Hmm? Jalangi, it means like wa- water of wealth, something like that. This is the wealth of wisdom. And wisdom means bhakti, and entering in the Ganga Delta into the Bay of Bengal. And so we have a source in a quiet place in the Himalayas, a trickle of the Saraswati. Have you been to Badrinath? No, you must go. And from there, coming to the Bay of Bengal, where it's now it's, it's, it's been fully like it's distributed. So there's story, of course, as to Vyasa's birth, how he came into the world, and it doesn't seem to correspond in some respects with how we're talking about him now. The incarnation of wisdom, Gyan Shakti, Shakti Avesh, Avesh, empowered by the Gyan Shakti of Bhagavan for compiling all the Vedic wisdom, the legendary Vyas, author, editor, and chief of all of the uh, the Veda and so forth, uh-huh. and uh, he was born out of a um, how would you call it a well out of wedlock <laughs> would be one way to describe it. Uh, his father, Parashara, was a great sage and also a compiler of wisdom and so forth. And when he was crossing uh, a river, I forget which river, but uh, he fell in, fell in, he became attracted to a fisherman's wife. Hmm? Daughter, excuse me, fisherman's daughter. Yeah, excuse me. Would have been worse, but... <laughs> He fell in love with the fisherman's daughter, and right there on the scene, Vyas was conceived. So it was an illegitimate, if you will, uh, relationship. And uh, so you don't expect the best things to come out of that. You know, it's usually you don't want to go with a little thought <laughs> and a little, you know, compatibility check, and uh, <laughs> you know, what will be, what kind of future, you know, parenthood we're going to provide for this child, and and so on and so forth. Um, 
so it was out of it was out of character for Parashara, who was a sage, a rishi, and so forth. But you know, we have to look at things. The idea is in terms of their results. Palena parichiyate. So God moves in wonderful ways. There's a big emphasis on the part of some in Hindu culture with regard to birth, as you may know. If you're not born in the right family or the right class, you don't have certain privileges, and and that even extends so far as to there to to create an, an underprivileged class with regard to spiritual pursuit. Hmm? That if you're not in a certain class, you cannot read the text. It used to be thought, and so forth. You weren't born in a certain family, and, and there were some good reasons for this, and some it become distorted into some some bad reasons. Hmm? Um, and of course, this is the big the big scar on on Hinduism as it's thought. It's really the abuse of of a of a, of a social system that has merit if properly understood but we find that the very author of the vedas if you will not the author but the, the, the editor if you want if you will has a questionable birth he wasn't of a high uh, Parentage. It's not that the fisherman's wife was a was a high class Brahmin, <laughs> otherwise or fisherman's daughter. Excuse me. No, she was a fisherman's daughter. Parasha was a sage. So it comes from a mixed lineage and so forth. And uh, it's usually thought if the mother is Jewish, you're Jewish. You know, they say like that. Right? So if the mo- it's, if the mother was a Brahmin, then he's you know be, may be considered as a Brahmin, something like that. The father was a Brahmin. The wife was a the, the wife the well unwedded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fisherman's daughter was not, and so forth. So it's an interesting side point to consider. Mm-hmm. And when we look then at Vyasa's work and his final work, and as I say, yes, it's he's sitting on the bank of the Saraswati, and this is the flow of knowledge, Brahmanadyam Saraswatyam, the flow of knowledge from his pen. Where will it flow? Where will it go? He's writing about the life of God. Hmm? I mean, that has no beginning, it has no end. People sometimes wonder about the Bhagavatam. When was it written? Hmm? Were there things added later on, and so on and so forth? And so, and, and, and in our estimation, it hasn't been written yet. Enti- it's not finished yet. Hmm? This is the spiritual perspective. It's not finished yet. And therefore we have, for example the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Vrindavan Das's book came to be known as the Chaitanya Bhagavat. We have the Srimad Bhagavat and we have the Chaitanya Bhagavat. What is the difference? They're the same in that they are a continuation of the life of Bhagwan and Swayam Bhagwan, Sri Krishna for that matter, who took in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his birth, he appeared in West Bengal, hmm? in Mayapur, right along the bank of the Jalangi, where it meets the Ganges and enters into the into the Bay of Bengal. And there is where Brindaban Das, who became the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila, and authored the, if you will, the 
what would you want to call it, the next chapter, the, 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 um, the sequel, you know, to, to Srimad Bhagavatam in the form of the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm? It's really an ongoing story. And it happens that the birth of Vrindavan Das Thakur also has some question about it, surrounding it. Who is the father of Vrindavan Das Thakur? It's a little hard to sort out. Some people have posited one thing, some people have posited another, but there's enough shadow of doubt about it hmm, to doubt his position, not in the Gaudiya mind, no, all the more evidence to connect him with Vyas himself. Hmm? As much as Krishna Leela is reappearing as a Gaur Leela. Hmm? So the associates of Krishna in Krishna Leela are appearing in the Gaur Leela. And we find such parallels. So as there must be an author to the Leelas of Krishna in the form of Vyas, if, the, if, if Krishna Chaitanya's Leela is to be recorded, Vyas should have his hand there, something like that. Hmm? Narayani was the mother of Vrindabandas. She is well known and written about to, uh, with, with some um, emphasis. She, in her early years, um, she is the niece of Srivastakur, where Mahaprabhu perform, in whose house Mahaprabhu performed intimate kirtans, rasa kirtan, with his intimate associates. In that house, uh, Mahaprabhu took an affectionate uh, liking to Narayani, the niece of Vrindabandas who had no father hmm, to take care of her. It is said he took a betel nut from his mouth and put it in hers as a young child and she was, she was fell in ecstasy of, of love of God. Hmm. Blessed her in that way that from her would come... Uh, well, she had no... I'm going to say she had, she had, she had a father, but he was, she had no husband as it came to pass, or we don't know who her husband was in due course, but that she would give birth to a child who was you know, extraordinary was kind of the idea. She had somebody, but <laughs> we're not positing a virgin birth, but it's unclear who and so forth. Uh, uh, anyway, Ma, uh, uh, Mahabharata took a liking to her, I want to say. She spent time in the house of Shiva Stakur. He was, she was his niece and, uh, and so on. So we find some, some parallel between the questionable birth of Vyas, the questionable birth, birth of, 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 of Brindabandas. Hmm. And as there is, and his book is, 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 as I say, the continuation of the Bhagavatam. We should really understand it as such, because in Krishna Leela we find, of course, this, the genesis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When, when Krishna Leela, at the zenith of Krishna Leela in the Bhagavatam, uh, experiences the measure of Radha's love for him and wants to taste it himself, we don't find Narayan or any of the avatars of Krishna thinking like this. Neither would they ever. Only Krishna will think like this. Because only Krishna experiences the prema madhurya of, of Radhika. Hmm? No one else. And we don't find that in Lakshmi and so on and so forth. The consort of Narasimha and Bhamana, uh, uh, Kurma, and they all have... Their, their Lakshmi manifestation and so forth. So no, no avatar will 
even think like this. So if Krishna is to think like this, what is the nature of Radha's love for me? I want to experience that. Hmm? Then his attempt to do to do so is Krishna's attempt, I want to say. Hmm? It's Krishna doing that. It's not any avatar of Krishna. Therefore we say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu must be Krishna. Hmm? It's not some avatar of Krishna that would be pursuing the experience of Radha's love for me. Hmm? No. Now how he'll do that? The Vrindavan Leela does not facilitate that because he's Rasaraj. He is the Bishalamba, the object of love for all the devotees. And she is holding the position of the, the shelter of love, if you will. She's the vessel of love that's poured out onto the object of love that is Krishna. For Rasa, we need these two things, Vishai and Ashrai. Vishayalam and Ashrayalam, these are Udipanas. Uh, so Radha is the vessel of love Krishna is the object of love Krishna wants to take the position of the vessel of love he can't do that in, in Vrindavan that's not possible what will happen to all the devotees hmm, who are as love is centered on him so another uh, within Krishna Leela the lotus of Krishna Leela the lotus of, of Vrindavan another lotus appears hmm? just to facilitate the ambition, the desire of Krishna. Hmm? He is satyasankalpa. So whatever he desires, that will happen. Hmm? The environment will reciprocate accordingly, respond and facilitate. So that lila, that is the nadi lila, therefore it is gupta brindavan, hmm? hidden brindavan. It is like a reverse jacket. You know, you get a jacket and you wear it one way and then you reverse it out the other way. You turn it inside out. And it's, you know, then the, what is the body color when you reverse it out becomes the border. What is the border color? color becomes the body. It's like similar, but it's different. As you can see, it's, there's some correspondence. It's the same jacket, hmm? but it's different. Vrindavan hmm? and Navadvipa are like the same, but different. Hmm? And Krishna has stolen away, the dark Krishna has stolen into the dark night of Kali Yuga for a secret mission. Hmm? To steal the love of Radha, which she will not give to him because she knows what it will do to him. Hmm? That it will drive him mad. He cannot, he cannot accommodate that. Hmm? But he tries nonetheless. Hmm? The dark Lord enters the dark Yuga for a dark secret mission. Hmm? After all, if everybody knows what they could see him in the light, again, it would be, it would be problematic for their bhakti. Hmm? He's leaving his position as a, the center here. Hmm? Of course, he goes into the dark age and he's pursuing a love that is luminous, hmm? that is uh, the, the, it, this guiding light of all of the devotees. She is the ideal of love. Hmm? She is the deity and the ideal of, 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 of love of the deity as well for us. So he turns golden and all the devotees are recognizing him and appearing, of course, along with him. Hmm? Wherever he goes, and his devotees go with him. Hmm? And gradually and gorely to their understanding who, who, that he is Krishna. And then they're thinking... <coughs> Where are his associates? And then you start to realize, 
That's who we are. Hmm. Wow, we're in another Leela. Another, you know, in another you know, eternal emotional uh, uh, moment in the life of the Absolute. Hmm. And imagine what the what their experience was. Hmm. And in this Leela, we have to be. We 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 we, 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 we have to. We're somewhat hidden also, but we, it comes to light. It hides. It comes to light. He's Bhagawan. He's not. Hmm? We're his associates. We're not. They enter in the kirtan in the house of Shivas, and he says, "See me, I'm Bhagawan. And who are you, Shuklambar? Hmm? You are Sridam. Hmm? And who are you? And who are you? And then he responds. They see, and then the leela folds back in, and and they're all with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, worshiping Krishna. He is Krishna. And he's the ideal worshipper of Krishna. Hmm? This is the position of Bharata. Right? This is a, someone once said to me, a devotee a disciple of mine said, you know, it seems like Krishna Leela is really exciting, you know, because you've got these rendezvous and everything, and there's all these, you know, there's the you know, Krishna fights with the demons and all these extraordinary things. But Gaur Leela seems, you know, seems like a little boring by comparison. <laughs> you have not thought about it deeply here. We have not thought about it deeply. This is a super extraordinary Leela. The devotees of Krishna, hmm? who are the devotees of Gore, in that Leela they are they, they are finding Krishna is finding. It's the extension of the of Krishna Leela such that it affords him things that he could not taste in Krishna Leela that he they became aware of which became a problem for him hmm? as the king of love. So no, it's a it's it's one who doesn't know Gaur Leela doesn't know Krishna Leela. Hmm? By Gaur Leela we can understand the depths of Krishna Leela. It, it is included within. Hmm? Krishna Leela is fully included within the Gaur Leela. Krishna himself, in Kaviraj Goswami and Chaitanya Charitamrita describes it like this. He says, the fountain that is Gaur Leela, from the fountain head that is Gaur Leela, Krishna Leela is flowing in rivulets in all directions. This is a different way than, you know, we, we tend to think of it as Krishna Leela is the source and, and Gaur Leela comes out of that. And we said in Krishna Leela, he has a moment, he thinks, what is Raja's, I mean, this is the genesis of Gaur Leela, but that's just one way of talking. This is the nature, as I said the other day when I was here, we got to start to think a little bit cyclically. Hmm? This is the way of the Rishis. They saw themselves... As a as something still, and the world moving around it, hmm? coming and going, coming and going, coming, and I'm still, I'm witnessing. Hmm? So they describe the world in terms of cyclical time, and there's a lot of wisdom to this. Hmm? In other words, they saw consciousness as enduring; the world comes and goes around it. Hmm? So Krishna Leela, Gaur Leela, it's, it's a circle. So what comes first, the seed or the tree? That's a Zen cone, if you will. It's meant to take you beyond thinking. Hmm? What comes first, the seed or the tree? Hmm? Of course, we have a relative perspective also, and that is that without the giver there's no gift. Anarpita charim charat karunayavati nukalo samarpaitam. Anarpitam? 
samarpaitam. That which is anarpitam, very rarely, if ever, given before. Anarpitam charim charat kurnayabhatinakalo samarpaitam unatojala rasam subhakti sriyam. What is anarpitam becomes samarpitam. You understand? <laughs> what is rarely bestowed is samarpitam, given in a huge way. What is that? Unatozarasam sabhakti sriyam. The inner life of Krishna is distributed like water. That which is the highest amrit nectar is given like water in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the giver, relatively speaking, we think, well, you know, I kind of like that one more because after all, she gave me everything. Because of her, I'm here. Hmm? Because of my guru, I'm here. Something like that. Hmm? It's not that one is necessarily better than the other from an absolute perspective, but the one that's helping me the most is still, <laughs> I think, I'll put, you know, that's first. Hmm? Something like that. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving the Krishna Leela, so we think. We're the follower. Wherefore we call us, we are Chaitanya Vaishnavas. Hmm? And if you look at this thing, we worship Radha Krishna. Hmm? Of course, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahayanya. Rupanuga, Janera, Jivan. This is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. As they said, if you look at Krishna, Close enough, you start to see there's, an, there's somebody else there. Hmm? That's Radha. Hmm? Even she starts to take precedence. Look closer at the two figures, and again you see one. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This was the vision of Ramananda. Hmm? Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahayana. Srupa Dhamara says it another way. Radha Krishna Pranay Vikuti Ladini Shakti Rasma Dekatmano Vapi Bhubi Puradeyam Vedogatoto Chaitanyakyam Prakatam Madanatadvayam Chaikyam Haptam Radha Bhava Duti Suvalitam Naomi Krishna Swarupam He says, Radha is Pranay Vikuti A transformation of the love of Krishna. Krishna manifests as Radha, then, then, then he, then he can be the object of of love. Without Radha, he cannot be the object of love. Hmm? You understand? So then he can taste love because the the, ta the object of love has to be there. Hmm? If there's no one to love him, how is the object of love? He transforms. His love is transformed. To to make himself into an object, that means requires the manifestation of Radha. Hmm? The one becomes two, and then the two become, again, one. Hmm? And when do they become one? When the one Krishna starts to really think about himself very, very deeply. So this, anyway, the point is what? That Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila, it's the same person. This is what we have to realize in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna. And 
in that form they become accessible. So, the Chaitanya Bhagavat then, the, which is, is, is not different, I want to say, from Srimad Bhagavatam, which tells us that the Srimad Bhagavatam is an open-ended of a book, if you will, an affair, because again, as I said, it's about the life of Bhagavan, which has no beginning and has no end. Hmm? So we talk about it, we, it, more comes and so forth. Vyas began writing in his ashram there in a, in, in, a, in a place difficult to reach. You cannot go, you can go to Badrinath now, but you cannot, it said the place, the hermitage of Vyas is up near the China border, a little higher up, and you can't go there hmm? because the Indian government's relationship with the Chinese, they won't let you go up there. But, you know, we, we say from the spiritual perspective there's other reasons you can't go there, hmm? <laughs> and so forth. And it's a very, it, it means, so it's a confidential thing he's writing about Vyas there. But what then, what in Chaitanya Lula has happened, how that thing has been, like, the river is big, you understand? In Bengal, it's big. Hmm? But there it's a trickle starting to become big. It's wide circulation. The Madhuri Lila becomes Audarya. Widely circulated, widely distributed. So Brindavan Das is one such person, very important person, involved in that so much so that he was given the title, the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila. His book was by himself named Chaitanya Mangal, but the devotees voted to change it to the Chaitanya Bhagwat. So out of deference for that, Vrindavan Das writes in a particular way. Hmm? His own, or excuse me, Krishnadas Kaviraj writes in a particular way in his own book, Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the final word, if you will, which takes various religious conceptions that are uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, spiritual conceptions of them that are played out in Chaitanya Bhagavad, and legitimatizes them, hmm? Krishnadas does, by, by way of accurately representing the Goswami's writings, teachings, mm-hmm. who the Goswami were taught directly by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and taking it a little bit as far as it kind of goes, if you will. What is, what is, what is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What is, his, what is the, 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 uh, the uh, esoteric reasons for his appearance and so forth? Vrindavan thus has, a, as I said, a slightly different emphasis, emphasis from a Rasik point of view and from a point of view of just what he wants to do in terms of speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? In a more general way, he speaks about Chaitanya Avatar and also that under the influence of Nityananda Prabhu. This whole Gaudiya Vaishnavism was started by Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? We should never think to minimize his position. Prabhupada wanted to make that very clear by establishing Gornatai deities all over the world. It's not that common. There are very few deities of Gornatai in India, for example. Very few. Brindabandas had deities of Gornatinanda. Goridas Pandit had deities of Gornatinanda. That's another side. They are both Sakas. As I said earlier, Brindabandas is in Sakirasa. His Ishtadevata is Nitinanda Prabhu. Balram. He had Gornatai deities. 
Prabhupada came to the West and made established Gornitaditis everywhere, practically, with emphasis on the, the contribution of Nityananda Prabhu, who really started Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It was Nityananda Prabhu who boldly declared, Bajago Ranga Kahago Ranga Lahago Ranga Nami, Yejana Goranga Bhaji Sehamar Pranri. There was no Goswami Grantas, books hadn't been written, there was no Chaitanya Bhagavat, no theology written drawing from the sacred text to legitimatize uh, the, the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In other words, anybody could say, and they do that in India, uh, my father's an avatar. <laughs> they do. My son is an avatar. My daughter's a goddess. And then they, they make up gods in India. It's, it's, it's not all bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> it can be problematic, but as I think about it for a moment, it's not all that bad. Um, some kind of worship going on, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, you know, to legitimatize your, your claims that someone in your neighborhood is, is God, there's all kinds of so-called avatars and temples are built and people make an economy out of it and so forth and so on. But is that grounded in the sacred text? Is there any, you know... Reason that we should uh, we should um, uh, believe that that so and so is uh, you know Ayapa this one that one you know, they have all kinds of gods they've made up <clears throat> so this was before if you will the Goswamis engaged in the exercise of Enbrandavandas and others legitimatizing by way of this was there was a standard of knowledge the sacred texts. And so if you want to make a claim, it had to be have some support from the sacred texts, a claim about divinity in particular. So this was the work of the Goswamis. That's why they're the architects of the whole Sambradaya. They formed it. They're like the bedrock. You know, Everybody has to represent what they're saying accurately with nuance and perhaps new insight, but referring back to them. They legitimatized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So before it was done, Nityananda, we couldn't wait for that. <laughs> He couldn't wait for that. He was told by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, chant the name of Krishna, teach the teachings of Krishna, worship Krishna. And what did Nityananda Prabhu said? Who cares for that? Hmm? <laughs> Bhaja Krishna, Kaha Krishna, Laha Krishna Nam. Hmm? He said, Bhaja Gauranga, Kaha Gauranga. Hmm? Hmm? Um, I would worship, uh, worship Gauranga. I'll speak the teachings of Gauranga. I'll say, uh, chant the name of Goranga, and I say this too," he said. "Whoever says that, I give myself to them. Amar Pran, that person I'm purchased by." And, and, they were, and he was so like bold about it. He, I mean, he didn't wait, as they say, for any of this. He, he just started Gaudi Sampradaya, chanting, and others. But he was powerful, so they said they went along with it. I'd like to be his life and soul. You know, that that would be a good thing. He's an extraordinary person. He took the lead like this. He is the very personification of Bhagwan in serving mood. He said, Balaram, hmm? Mool Balaram. Hmm? The mool, the mool, the root of the abhiman or the conceit or the ego of, 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 of a devotee. Hmm? The root of that is Balaram. Hmm? He is, in Prabhupada's language, the personality of Godhead servitor. Right? 
and Krishna's personality of God had served. So Balaram's every atom, if you will, of his being is fully dedicated to the service of Krishna. So Nityananda Prabhu to Gauranga Mahaprabhu. So he just like pushed it out there, started it, almost to the embarrassment of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who's still trying to hide himself. Balaram not allowing that. Nityananda Prabhu not allowing that. So the Sampradaya started. And with boldness, I want to say. And, it, and so we find some of that boldness also in Vrindavan Dastakur, some of that aggression, if you will. We find it in Prabhupada too, who said, I came to your country as an aggressor. I said, thank you for that. <laughs> that kind of aggressive, you know, aggressive love. Hmm? Distributing itself at, at all costs, with not, not allowing any obstacle to get in the way, and not in small measure. We find some parallel between the distribution and the boldness of Nityananda Prabhu and that of our our Prabhupada coming to the Western world, fixed on the one you know, order of his guru, negotiating with Krishna in his bhajan. To, to give him the power to uh, fulfill the ambition of my Guru Maharaj, Bhakti Siddhanta, to do a, an impossible task. I mean, you think about it, even today, you try, how I, somebody says, what are you all about? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Where do I begin? Huh. Something like that. It's like uh, I was once at a conference of science and spirituality, and the Nobel Prize laureate physicist was telling, started his talk, and he said, "On the way here, I got a speeding ticket." Hmm? <laughs> Policeman pulled me over, and he said, "Do you know how fast you're going?" And I said, "Hmm." <laughs> now, how will I think about that? How fast is the earth moving? And you know, this is where he was living, you know. Huh. I think the police said, "Go on, go ahead." You know. <laughs> Should I talk about it from a quantum perspective, or you know, you know something like that? So we we're, we're, we're taxed. Well, where to begin? Hmm? How will I? So even you know, it's a task. So and Prabhupada coming to the West thing. How will I? You know. I got to have some power to do this. I mean, I'll try to explain it, you know, with logic and reason as far as possible and so forth. But hmm, something more than that is required. Some shakti. You please give me your shakti. He negotiated with Krishna in his prayer. Oh, Krishna, he said, I know the truth about you. What is that? Hmm. That your life revolves around the pleasure of the approval of Radha. Just like the pole star, Dhruva. Dhruva means fixed. It's said to be a fixed star. It has that others orbit around in the Vedic cosmology. So he said, this is a fact, and it's fixed forever. If Radharani is pleased with you, then your, your life is successful. You can imagine how this would get Krishna's attention. What? <laughs> you know that. And you have some idea how I can accomplish that also. Yes. Listen to me. This is how he wrote on the boat coming over in his personal prayer to, to Krishna. Prayer, a prayer to Lord Krishna, he said. 
Hmm? Radharani Krishna hmm? He said, so, you, and then this is, uh, how, what do I want? My guru represents Radharani's camp, and she has given me a, an order, and I need the power from you to, to carry that out. So, now we have, to, do we have to ask, what happened? Uh, here we are, right? So was, such was the power, and it was bestowed upon him in no uncertain terms. In thinking, theological and spiritual thinking of Pujapachita Maharaj, she said, I think that he sent Balaram himself hmm, in the form of Nityananda Prabhu, the Avesh, that the Shakti of Nityananda Prabhu, to give him power plus to accomplish his task. And we find in his work of outreach so many parallels to that of Nityananda Prabhu, the way Nityananda Prabhu just, you know, chant and be happy. This was basically Nityananda Prabhu. Chant and be happy. And he would go and fall at the feet of people at their doorstep and beg them to chant. He wasn't giving Goswami philosophy <laughs> about all the intricacies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth and what the significance was. And that's important too, but just very boldly. Prabhupada, of course, was giving that. But he still had an emphasis in a certain way that was very, it's very reminiscent and uh, of that uh, work and the type of outreach of Nityananda Prabhu beyond the, 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 the circle of people who would uh, educated, uh, pious uh, Hindus, religious, and so forth, go beyond that uh, that circle to anybody and everybody. It's said, if you see Nityananda Prabhu at the bar with a working lady, you should think he's only there to give bhakti. He has that kind of power. Hmm? So, when we look at Vrindavan Das, influenced by Nityananda Prabhu, hmm, as he is, and it's very clear from Chaitanya Bhagavat, hmm, he says, Nityananda Prabhu told me, to, in my heart, he told me to write this book. Hmm. Antaryami is Nityananda Prabhu. He gave me the power. He gave me the order. I'm doing it on that basis. Hmm. And he says, this is the point we've been building up to, he says, and I'm going to write about him, and I have written about him, and if people don't accept him and what I've said about him, then I kick on their head with shoes, with my shoes. Now that's rather aggressive. <laughs> huh? Krishna Das, our other author, says, if people chant my name, they'll become impious. Hmm? I'm so don't don't get even don't get near me. I'm lower than a worm in the in the stool, he said. Such is my position. Somehow at by the also by the grace of Nityananda Pu, I've been sent to Vrindavan with this task of writing, but I'm so unqualified. And Vrindavan Das says, I'll kick on your head with shoes if you don't accept this. <laughs> <laughs> Very different uh hmm? That will be familiar to some of you. I've walked with Prabhupada in, in Cheviot Hills Park in in, in 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 Los Angeles when Prabhupada said, I kick on their face with shoes then <laughs> if they don't accept. We've had the same language in him. 
one of my godbrothers, an ISKCON guru, I think Gir Rajmaraj wrote to me, said, a, a lady asked me a question about something that Prabhupada said, and I really couldn't answer it very satisfactorily. And I wondered if you could, you know, give me your insight. And it was that Prabhupada, in some conversation, one of those morning walks, said, and so then, yes, and we will distribute the Krishna books everywhere, and if they don't accept it, we will drop the bomb on them. <laughs> we will bomb them. We will take over the government. And then at, the, at that point, if they don't read it, we will bomb them. <laughs> he said, I had a hard time explaining that to her. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, this uh, this uh, mood of Vrindavan Das expressed that Prabhupada said the same way, I kick on their head with shoes, same idea. It's a little difficult to understand. Once Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was asked the question, he said, oh, it's a good thing, actually. Hmm? Because when a devotee speaks like that about other people, Krishna becomes maybe a little embarrassed they have that such love for me, they speak like that, but they shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, I, but they have said, I kind of like it, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's not, you know, you know, they're like that, you know. From the Sakka side, they can be a little bit, you know, boisterous. And uh, in Sakiras, you know, we have this Birarasa. Birarasa means, it's, a, it's in Sakiras is, is very compatible with Birarasa. It's a secondary rasa, which means fighting, hmm? Hero- heroism, chivalrous activity. So we find in Sakyarasa these cowards are wrestling with one another, pinning Krishna to the ground, hmm? defeating him, and so forth. And uh, such exploits are very common among them. Hmm? There's Yudavira, which we see in Vrindavan. There's Dharmavira. There's Dhanavira. Hmm? Different types of Birarasa. Hmm? So, Bhakti Siddhanta stuck when he was asked, he said, oh, well, you know, Krishna becomes a little embarrassed by that. And then he thinks sympathetically about those people. Hmm? Well, the devotee said, I'll kick on your face with shoes if you don't accept him. Hmm? Krishna thinks, well, you shouldn't have said that. I like it, but it's true. <laughs> but, but, shh, you know, and then he goes to that, he gives him a, to, it draws Krishna's attention to people who otherwise would not... Uh, necessarily get the attention. It's something like this. If our guru praises us, wow, then we're really happy. If our guru chastises us, we're also very happy. If he or she is indifferent, that's a problem. Then hmm? if indifferent, they think, he thinks, I can't be cured. I'm not bad. He's given up on me. If he's chastising me, he still th- he cares about me. He thinks, he's after me. I love you. Don't do that. Don't be like that. Hmm? It's not good for you. Hmm? You're harming you. I can't tolerate that. Hmm? I'm upset with you. You know, Prabhupada was in a big audience of uh, devotees hearing from Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur on one occasion, and and then one other godbrother was talking to him, whispering in his ear, saying something. Uh, and Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur stopped the whole talk and said, and pointed to Prabhupada and said. So, you don't have to listen. I'm sitting here speaking. Are you? Is it, are you? Does it mean you're prepared to sit here? How prophetic, of course. It turned out to me. But Prabhupada was so pleased that Guru Maharaj singled me out. Mm. 
He singled me out. Even if it was the other guy that was, you know, talking. <laughs> he singled me out. He cared that much about me to go after me like in public like that. Hmm? So Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsky Dakar answered in that way. I answered Giriraj Marsha a little bit differently about Prabhupada's bomb dropping, and, <laughs> which is kind of similar. I step on their head with shoes, not with my bare feet, with shoes. It was, it's very, uh, it, it's <laughs> very aggressive, if you will. I said, you know, it, sometimes it's like this, that he waxes into Birarasa, hmm? in Sakyaras, his bhava hmm? in Sakyaras, they think like this. The cowards, they think like this. We'll get them. Hmm? Something like that. So you, therefore, Vaishnavera, as I said before, Vaishnavera Kriyamudu Bhikne Nabhujai. Very difficult to understand the Vaishnav. He says, we'll drop the bomb on him. Hmm? And this is like the most non-violent person you could ever meet. Hmm? So caring and loving to, you know, towards his disciples. and So caring about the people. I was meeting with my godbrother Ramaswar uh, last, last night. We had met, you know, for 30 years. We had a wonderful discussion for about three hours or so. And, um, and we talked, you know, about a lot of different things, but he, but we, we came on the topic of Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he was, and he told a little bit, you know, he was involved in the publishing of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which was done in two months. And he said he investigated, and he realized that Prabhupada had written 18, this, 18 volumes, but in printing they turned it into 17 volumes in, in two months or something like that. That he had written them in two months. So he wanted them published in two months. And Ramos was thinking how much he cared about us. Because, you know, he did that. If you're going to write, you know, and I write, you need a little bit of peace. And it's hard to write on these tours like this, you know. And you, you know, you need a little peace. And Prabhupada, he had no peace. There was no peace. But all of us around, you know, to manage and organize and inspire and so forth. And so he wrote at night when we were asleep. You know, he would write for two, three hours. He would dictate into the machine and, and like from midnight till, you know, maybe three, four in the morning, something like He would take a little rest, he would get up and then, like clockwork, you know, so organized. And so Ramasur was just marveling at how much he cared about us and people, you know, to make this available in his old age and so forth. Hmm? Such a, you know, so such a person, if they say, I'm going to drop the bomb on them, you have to think, there must be some more to it than that. It's not, you can't take it like that. He, it means, I care about people. I'll bomb them with, uh, if, you know, if, if they get in the way of this, and that'll be good for them, you know, something like that, this kind of spirit. So Vrindavan does have this kind of aggressive Spirit we find rooted in Nityananda Prabhu himself. Hmm? Hmm. So, like you know, so you, who you associate with, you become like something like that. And within a very, in a very aggressive way, he 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 followed the, if you will, the the groundbreaking work of uh, Nityananda Prabhu, the boldest of Nityananda Prabhu. This was also compiled, composed written before all of the Goswami's literatures came out and so forth. There was a big statement in Bengal about, we think that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, he's Krishna. Hmm? Big statement to make. And of course, we're still making the statement now and beyond the borders of Bengal and all over the world and so forth. And 
so Vrindavan Das, we said a few things about him. He is very much involved with the, the, the genesis, the origins of such such um, canvassing and outreach. We owe a great uh, tribute to him, the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila. In a in a, in a in a in a sense, we draw the parallel as I've described, and he is one of the Dwadasa Gopal, the twelve principal associates of Krishna and Balaram. He is a Saka. It means he is a he's a friend of Krishna whose friend is is tinged with a little dasyam. The kind who carry Krishna's shoes and carry the lunch into the forest and so forth. So he's done a great seva to all of us by his manifesting the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Any question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I said that Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami was commissioned by Nityananda Prabhu to go to Vrindavan and find his wealth there. Hmm? And um, there he did, of course, and his wealth was in a sense that he became the, the author of, of Chaitanya Charitamrita with the blessings of the uh, the uh, devotees there, the blessings of Madam Mohan and so forth. But it was initiated, if you will, by Nityananda Prabhu who he said, Arko benitai chander, Hmm. With Nityananda's blessings, who removes the influence of samsara, you can enter into Vrindavan. So, in a mystic <coughs> experience, Nityananda Prabhu came to him, hmm, right? Sent him there and so forth. And um, at the same time, Nityananda Prabhu is not the Ishtadevata of, if you will, of. Um, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami. Nityananda Prabhu was also the guru uh, of Vrindavan uh, Das Thakur. He personally associated with uh, Nityananda Prabhu. And uh, and Vrindavan uh, Das was, was one step removed from Nityananda Prabhu's manifest Leela. He came to him in a dream, but he wasn't personally um, instructed by him um, in the waking state of consciousness, if you will. And um, he lived in the world after the disappearance of, of Nityananda Prabhu. And he is in Madhurya Rasa. So Vrindavan Das is in Sakya Rasa. So his connection with Nityananda Prabhu is, is I want to say, stronger or more, you know, more direct, more personal, that he will be influenced by the same, the primary moods of Nityananda Prabhu in his campus. And we find Prabhupada also himself said, I'm influenced by Sakyarasa. I see myself, envision myself as a cowherd. You know, Prabhupada said these things on several occasions to his disciples when asked about it and so forth. And he wrote things about it as well. So um, it's we all go to your people have great regard for Nityananda Prabhu. Some will be connected with him more directly by way of sentiment, hmm? others more indirectly by way of sentiment. So there's a there's a substantial difference from in the two authors in terms of what's the what their life 
orbits around subjectively the Sakya orbit and the Madhurya orbit. Does that help? So we find, so we find, for example, then we find, we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita much more emphasis on the Madhurya Lila and so forth. Now, you know, so why does it mean that gopis are humble and cowherds are aggressive? You know, you, you can't really make make uh, that case um, too well. Lalita Saki is quite aggressive in her uh, loving canvassing, and she's the leader of Roop and all the manjaris that. Uh, Subordinate to her, and so forth. But um, but you know, different devotees will have different temperaments and sentiments. So we look at Prabhupada, look at Sridharmarsh, for example. They're two god brothers. They come from the same same guru. They may have different internal sentiments, but even externally, hmm, different dispositions. Prabhupada was very outgoing in his disposition. Sridharmarsh was very introverted. Hmm. Um, so you know, there is room for such variety and different dispositions. So there can be external, if you will, sadhaka deha considerations. And I've talked about, from another perspective, more in, internal considerations. But it's not to say that everybody in Sakurasa will be, uh, you know, stepping on people's heads with shoes necessarily. And everybody in Madhurya Rasa will be, you know, very, very, um, uh, overtly very humble. I mean, they're both humble. Hmm? They hum- because humble means doing the bidding of a Bhagwan or of your guru. So if the guru says, roar like a lion, then you will humbly roar like a lion. Mm. So it's not some kind of abstract humility, but humility in relation to someone, to something. What else? Yes? He was a bit of a lion, yeah. 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 I was also thinking that Prabhupada, um, after the Bombay, you know, they built the temple and overcome all the obstacles, and he said something like, that was a good fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a good fight, yeah. <laughs> That's a long story. Yes, Prabhupada. So, um, you're saying that Prabhupada was so much in, like, an Avesh, Well, um, you know, we can only conjecture about that, right? But um, Bhakti, and that's interesting too, because Bhakti Siddhanta translated and and, and uh, he wrote a commentary, I should say, uh, on Chaitanya Bhagavat, and not on Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, because Bhakti Siddhanta had done the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Um, uh, he didn't do Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he did it because Bhakti Siddhanta, because it was it was more general and less esoteric. And the esoteric side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Radha Krishna uh, may be more readily misunderstood, perhaps, to be you know uh, an example of mundane love or something. Hmm? So Bhakti Siddhanta was cautious in the time and the setting that he was in with regard to that. So he wanted his disciples to study Chaitanya Bhagwat. In fact, he restricted them from, from even studying certain chapters of Chaitanya Charitamrita, hmm? fourth chapter, and most of Anti Lila, and so forth, hmm? uh, because it was you know it was there in Bengali. Hmm? Any of his disciples could pick up the Chaitanya Charitamrita and read it in Bengali. He restricted them, and he wrote a commentary and published an edition of Chaitanya Bhagwat, 
in a conservative kind of mood. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Bhagwan. It's an emphasis in Chaitanya Bhagwat on the Yugavatar aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? In the context of which understanding and um, uh, serving Mahaprabhu's mission through outreach and so forth, one will actually come to the inner side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and happy in a natural way. This was his you know, teaching. So, at the same time, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, of course, is the, it, it contains all of the Goswami Siddhanta. Like when I first read Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Ramaswar was publishing them in LA and I was selling books in the field. And so when the first copies came off, they had like about a dozen of them, they had this gold embossed, uh, you know, the, what would you call it? The, hmm? Gilded. Gilded book, you know. And those would be for Prabhupada and a couple of GBCs. And Prabhupada was, and Ramaswar was stealing them and sending one of them to me. I got, was fortunate to be one of the first devotees in the, in the mission to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we were, you know, so I was reading the gold embossed one, you know, and then a case of them would come and we'd be selling them at the airports and things like that. Yeah. Pretty uh, extraordinary book to give to somebody. Hmm. Um, but when I, my, my experience in reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita was, all of the books are here, all the important Bhagavatam verses, all the important verses of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu are here, all the imp- important verses of the Gita, something like that. I was thinking, everything, wow, this is such a comprehensive book. This, this is what the, the real uh, extraordinary contribution of Vrindavan Dastak or of, of, of Krishnadas Kaviraj. So I think that Prabhupada wanted to see the whole Siddhanta of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu laid out and made available in English, and it's not in Chaitanya Bhagwat. And so that's my reasoning about it. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. Isn't there also a stricture that uh, if, if, if a, a work has been presented by your spiritual master sufficiently that you should also right. You shouldn't? You shouldn't. Um, well, I don't think that really applies because um, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur wrote a commentary on Chaitanya Bhagavat, but he also wrote a commentary on Chaitanya Charitamrita following Bhakti Vinod's commentary. And Prabhupada wrote a commentary on Chaitanya Charitamrita following those two commentaries. So, yeah, now I think about it, actually, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitakur also did an Anubhasya on, on Chaitanya Charitamrita as well. But he restricted his disciples from reading certain sections. Uh, not forever. That, that kind of thing should be understood also. Certain, you know, it was not for general consumption in the beginning, but certain devotees would read and as they became more mature. And yes? Yeah, we can say like that, but we cannot put Radha and Krishna and Ayananda Prabhu on the same altar because they'll be inhibited then by the elder brother's presence from expressing themselves fully. Mm-hmm. And so, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsi Thakur, he established deities like this, Radha Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as a way of saying Radha and Krishna are Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
what Nityananda Prabhu is, Akanda Guru Tattva. So, the reservoir of Guru Tattva. So, yes. Can answer it like that. Yes. Can you explain why in Vaikavya Moth that Lord Chaitanya is residing in Krishna? On the altar? On the altar. Yeah, I was doing that. Um, the uh, idea is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. Hmm? So if you look carefully at Krishna, you'll see Radha standing next to him. If you look, I mean, philosophically, with a philosophical eye, a spiritual eye, more closely, you see that the two of them have become one as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and they are, and he is distributing them. In a, in a, and when you have the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu next to Radha and Krishna, usually he's standing like this. Hmm? means one hand he's gone, lost to Mahabhav, pursuing Radha's love for Krishna. The other hand he's giving it out. So he is Rasaraj, he's Krishna, and he is Mahabhav, which is Radha, and he's distributing it. Here they are, and here, here they are again, distributing themselves. The more they explore themselves, the significance of themselves, the more the, it, mad they become, and the more in that madness it overflows and goes where it maybe shouldn't, and that's our good fortune, something like that. But we don't put Nityananda Prabhu on the same altar with Radha and Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because Nityananda Prabhu, his relationship with with uh, Krishna is with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was like Balaram's relationship with Krishna. So Balaram is the older brother of Krishna. You understand? And he, he he's the Mariada Purusha. He's he's the Mariada Guru of Chaitanya of Krishna. Mariada means behavior, like proper behavior. So Balarama at the at the insistence of Yashoda, is always looking after Krishna to see that he behaves properly. Vatsalyarasa is concerned about this, you understand? Vatsalyarasa is concerned about the behavior of the children. So Yashoda is concerned about the behavior of Krishna. Hmm? And so she, Balaram, in a token way, is older. He's the weak older, you know, <laughs> than, 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 um, than Krishna. And she's always telling you take care of him. You watch out. You make sure he, you know, behaves himself. So there's an element also of Vatsalya in Balaram. He presides over Vatsalya Rasa, Sakya Rasa, and Dasya Rasa. Hmm? And so that Vatsalya is brought out from him in the context of Yashoda insisting, and, and in relation to Krishna, he becomes the Mariyata Guru. He he, make, he looks over to make sure his behavior is correct. So you would think. Well, he'd therefore be out there making sure he's not rendezvousing with the gopis. But no, that means that behavior is correct. Mm. <laughs> Even though it may look incorrect, that's the most correct behavior. And Balaram excuses himself from those circles that it might go on. Mm. If he was present, then Krishna would have to behave himself. <laughs> and Radha would have to stand up in the presence of the older brother. Mm. But Nityananda Prabhu, he's everywhere, you see. He is like like the Bhagavatam describes, like a woven cloth. You know, you weave this way and this way. What do they call that? The whoop and the warp. The warp and the waf. The fabric of existence. Sandini Shakti. This is Balaram. You can't get away from him. Hmm? So he's there in the form of Krishna's dress, you know, in the form of Krishna's. Uh, paraphernalia and so forth, indirectly, invisibly, he's there. But formally, he's out of the way. He gets out of the way 
to make it happen, to allow it to happen. Hmm? His idea. Hmm. Yes. So, Prabhupada always had his head torn tie and Radha Krishna. Would it be like... On separate altars. Sectioned off three different... That's why he had him on separate altars. And we should follow the discipline of succession in this regard, you know. It's not that you make up some idea that it's more important to chant Gore's name than Krishna's name, you know. Mahabhu told us to chant Hare Krishna. Mahamantri told in Chaitanya Bhagavad actually. It's the main na-mantra for his devotees. But we augment that. Usually, the typically, the standard is if you're going to speak from the Bhagavat, Srimad Bhagavatam, but a particular leela of Krishna, you will be prefaced by speaking about a parallel leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Gaur Leela. Hmm? And always giving deference to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the as the as the as the uh, the the deity through whom we access hmm? through who the giver who through whom we get the gift of of, of Krishna Krishna Leela. Similarly in Leela Kirtan, hmm, then if we're gonna do Leela Kirtan then there'll be a Gorli Lakirtan that corresponds with the Krishna Lakirtan and precedes it. Hmm? Um, in a way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, they're the gurus of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, both. Hmm? And in some sects, you'll find if they're going to sit and chant, first they'll sing songs glorifying Nityananda Prabhu, hmm? then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? then Radha and Krishna, something like that. Hmm? So, in a in a in a beautiful way, but not in an in 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 in, 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 in you know some people may, I've heard they make up this idea you know we should chant uh, this many names of Gore and Nityananda and this will be better for you and, and uh, we don't find this idea to be um, really um, in line with how Gaudiya Vaishnavism has been practiced and thought about this for centuries. Hmm? It's uh, unnecessary in a way of perhaps trying to make oneself out to be special or something like that. As I've seen it, some people have emphasized like that. No, no. So we chant Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nitananda, Siddhartha Karada, Shivasadi Gaur Bhakti Binda, Vridhana Chant Hare Krishna. So the same way, that's Nam Kirtan. So Nam Kirtan, we preface the Nam Kirtan of Mahamantra with. Some glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, his associates, the Panchatatwans, something like that. Hmm? Yes? Chaitanya Prabhu was preaching from village to village. How the temples, like Agarbat, Temple in Cambodia, and similar temples, influenced life around them? How the temples like Angarbat? How did they influence their lives? Yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm not sure what your question is, but uh, I mean, Angkor Wat is a big Vishnu temple in, in Cambodia, and it's obvious that they were, they were the Hindu influence extended beyond what is now India, you know, into such regions. And so, um, uh, I would imagine that there were many Hindus there and so forth. But there are many examples, even in India, of places where there were temples, and after some time, um, worship deteriorated or something like that. And uh, and Krishna himself says in the Gita, sometimes the teachings become lost, and again I come and renovate them and so forth. So, you know, temples may open, be opened by a powerful acharya, for example, and in his absence then uh, interest may may wane and 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 diminish and and temples can become old relics. Hmm? So obviously that's what happened to Angkor Wat. But at one time it must have been a, a thriving community of Vishnu bhaktas. Um, as far as but that would would have preceded the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So I think probably by the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu it was, it was already in 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 disrepair temples like that and the influence of Hindu Dharma and so forth had, had 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 shrunk back to really just the immediate subcontinent of uh, what we call India today does that help okay Therefore, don't read anybody else's books. <laughs> Make my life easier. <laughs> Later on, well, hopefully you'll get a spiritual brain and be able to think those things out. But if you can't, then get a Siksha Guru. And so I'm not here. But, yeah, I mean, it's a problem and in one sense. And, you know, you have to be a thinking person. You have to discriminate. If you have doubts, you ask questions and so forth. Um and uh, you know it is it is important to uh to uh think uh do theology if you will about what is Gaudi Vaishnava, what are the implications and so forth and and so on and there's not everybody's not that good at it that's also there and so you know we have a lot of exposure a lot of information and uh if something you read you you have a question about then that's a good reason to you know, talk to me, write to me, ask, and so forth. 
Um, and then I may find you didn't ask, and you got something going on in there that you picked up somewhere that's that's not um, good, and so then I have to try to, um, you know, give you the proper understanding of that. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get too, uh, I wouldn't get neurotic about it or anything. You know, internet is there. There are all kinds of swamis and non-swamis speaking about these things and you know it is hard to sort out perhaps sometimes but you have people that you can you, know, you have god brothers you have god sisters you have elders here and so forth you can raise questions is there i mean if we find ourselves attracted we come across we come across uh, you know it's either a bhajan or or even a mantra and we're attracted to it but we don't really know you know bhajan it seems anyone can sing those but it seems like there's other Yeah, you can ask questions. If you have doubt, ask question. All right. We'll stop there. Shibadabhanastako ki jai. Karakanailao ki jai. Kovur bhaktavrinda ki jai. Kovur primanande.